Welcome to Odds and Ends with Rob Friesen and Dave Singh. This is a Stock Odds podcast, helping you get ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Not too bad. Thank you so much. Yeah, we had our first week here in you know, 2022, and uh, it was kind of a rocky start. But um, Well, the last thoughts, four days uh, we sold off there, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so. Um, what did you, what did, what, just out of curiosity, what did you um, observe from the week um, that was notable to you? I mean, it was such a gangbusters uh, first day of the trading day of the, of the year, but then ever since then, it really has been this um, de-risking, right? People are getting out of the high PE symbols, going into the lower PE ones, um, it, flight to quality, right? Going for right. bigger cap things, Um even the fang right that's better than the small caps or right, the right. high high risk um high growth biotech and technology stocks so it's just people are fleeing those things that don't have earnings and um going for the the big stuff right and we've yeah, seen that yeah. before i did i did talk about that a little bit on tuesday and wednesday with joel on our show in the morning um and then um you know, it was nice to hear some feedback from some of our uh, subscribers that um, they did take it to heart and make a little bit of adjustments in terms of curating some, some uh, you know, quality names and then going and putting them into stock odds and, and looking at the uh, statistics from, from that perspective. So kind of first deciding, like not leaving it so open season for just you know, whatever from from every group and in every industry and every market cap and every PE, no matter what. Like, hey, listen, when you've been in a a two year kind of window where a technology stock, you know, every time it's dropped, they've bought it back up. But it's really speculative and it has no earnings. And it's all about making money sometime in 2034. <laughs> um, you know, that finally came to roost, and we we saw it a little bit in November, uh, more so in December, and then finally this last week we saw them just say, you know what, I'm dumping this speculative or the high PE stuff, and I'm I'm rotating into some of the uh, lower beta, more defensive, um, some of the you know some of the old names that uh, you know kind of are, are dodgy and boring and but they 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 sprung back into life and and we saw you know some some great move like something like berkshire bees you know been powering up um something like you know exxon you know exxon is usually pretty pretty boring but like it's 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 been on the move and that's on on the back of uh, oil stocks already uh, moving quite a bit uh, in the last few months. So, and this has all been happening at the same time. The ten-year has taken a steep rise higher, right? Over just over a week, I think it's up almost a quarter of a percent, mm -hmm. which is right in line with de-risking and growth stocks and tech stocks. So, do you think that run is done, right, or can we just continue the same trend for the week ahead? Well, uh, I mean, you, the, the the backdrop here is that um, you know the debate is whether it's three interest rate hikes or four that the Fed has, you know, in play or, you know, the question is whether they're going to let the market do some of it for them. The question is um, whether the dollar uh, strength will help alleviate some of that. Um, but the taper, you know, being a little more aggressive and the Fed being a little bit more hawkish, um, all of these things are kind of swirling together to say, 
you know, we've still got inflation, we've still got a hot economy, and the Fed has, you know, got to move and do stuff. And so it does put more risk onto the speculative and higher PE names. And and I'm, I imagine that could continue for a little bit yet. Um, I'm waiting for the day when just suddenly, all of a sudden it rotates completely back. And And the interesting thing was, Thursday was a little bit like that almost at the start. It was like kind of weird where things were, you know, opening down and then kind of the riskier stuff was rallying a bit. And then all of a sudden it goes, oh, oh, and then sold off again. It was kind of weird. It's a strange day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, some of these some of these um, days have worked out really well with the um, doing the paying attention to the fundamentals, which which we haven't you know, really talked about a lot when we're, when we're talking about statistical trading and stuff, you know, we don't get a lot into the fundamentals and fundamentals are looked at now as maybe, do they really matter? You know, does it even matter? Um, And, and there's some argument for, you know, people are just trading names because they like them. They, they see a future for them and they're not really paying attention to what the metrics are. Um, But, I think we saw a bit of, you know, kind of coordinated money flow that went back on a fundamental basis. That's what I really saw this this last uh-huh. week was, was I saw the fundamentals being more important to a pretty significant class of investors because there was a lot of money flow into those names, right? Yeah. So what do we got here? Um, so we've got uh, CPI on Wednesday. We got PPI on Thursday and retail sales on Friday. Now, those are all December numbers, so, you know, it's just playing playing the lagging thing. But they do they do matter, CPI especially on Wednesday. Um, just notably, uh, China's now having a problem with a lot of the healthcare companies and stocks. Um, you know, they're still having a problem with real estate. There's another real estate thing like Evergrande going on. The tech, the tech name still under pressure. Um, China's got some problems, uh, so just uh, watch for that. You know, be careful. Um, like when you do even curating some stocks, you might bring in some, you know, Chinese ADRs and 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 not know it unless you're checking for that specifically. So, do watch for uh, China names. Um, we're not, we, we opened on the futures and moved up a little bit, but we're, we're kind of not, it's not really showing super strength right now on the well, it's futures. It's kind of flat, area. but the NASDAQ is up slightly. So that's yeah. kind of a sign that maybe there's going to be some reversal of last I would, week. I would favor the Qs over the IWM, you know, yeah. I would favor the Qs over the, of the Russell for sure. Um, you know, when in doubt, I would still probably continue with the focus on the quality of the S&P 500. Um, and probably, I don't, I think it still feels too early to be pressing the higher beta, um, you know, sort of tech area of the the nasdaq 100 it still feels a bit early maybe mid-month seasonality might be you know i think that starts on thursday right yeah i did a study on that so i have some screens here yeah okay why don't you rattle that off and 
Let us know yeah. what you saw there. Uh, I used this again, the seasonality almanac, the free almanac in, in stock odds. And uh, this mid month is the ninth and 10th business day. So that's going to be Thursday and Friday this week. So I started off looking at what ETFs might be stronger in January. And it showed again, gold GDX, but most of them were tech stocks. It was uh, XLK, QQQ, um, the SMH and SOX. So chips and NASDAQ were pretty strong. But then I went uh, individually to see which ETFs might outperform the spider just to get some kind of um, pair combinations or themes. So I started with the IWM, the, the Russell, the small caps, and they're expected to underperform um, the spider come mid-month seasonality, only a positive 0.56 relative to 1.0% uh, for the spider. So about half the performance. And then I compared the QQQ, and that's expected to outperform. So 1.67% for the QQQ versus 1.0 for the spider. So again, that kind of confirms what we were talking about. And then um, SMH again, expected to outperform the spider. Um, XLI, industrial is expected to vastly underperform the spider. Almost 0% gain versus the spider's 1%. And um, financials, even though they've been strong with the uh, 10-year note going up recently, they're expected to be pretty flat too, um, almost zero percent zero percent performance relative mm -hmm. to the to okay. the spider. And I have a couple more here. Utilities are expected to outperform. Um, staples are expected to outperform. Um, discretionary underperform the spider, and materials underperform the spider. So that just gives you a, an idea of which sectors might you might be able to play against each other or pull, pull symbols from for your longs and shorts, given the mid-month seasonality uh, backdrop. Yeah, and let's uh, say again that that starts, um, that window of mid-month seasonality, which is payroll deposits, 401k money, um, just some institutional mid-month stuff. It's really 9th through 14th business day. Um, I would wait the sort of the 10th and 11th, 12th business day, maybe heavier, um, sometimes the 9th business day. Um, because we had kind of a slow start, like in terms of participation this year because of, um, you know, Monday not being a holiday, but, you know, a lot of people still took it as a holiday uh, last Monday. Then, um, you know, it might it might kick over even to the, to the following week. But uh, so Thursday watch for it and then you're what you would be looking for is a bit of that groundswell um you know kind of that mid-month bump you know just like you can get near the end of the month some months of the year as well now january is not supposed to finish usually as strong as as that mid-month seasonality just note that so if we're going to have you know some people coming back in and picking up some of the stuff that got really oversold some of the tax loss selling, things like that, you know, it might be mid-month when that gets picked up. You have to go back to December and go, you know, were, were there any big selling days, you know, in December within the first two weeks that look like ta tax loss selling? And look at how some of these names performed and then bump it 30 days from that and look at when they might want to rebuy it, okay? That sounds good. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, for for the start here, um, 
my tendency would be to to look at the S&P 500 and I'm going to still stick with, you know, the better quality fundamentals um, as more of the long candidates and the poor, you know, riskier stuff as the short candidates. And then, of course, just put that all into stock odds and, and take odds and go with that. Good plan. How about oil? So, like, oil's down in the futures about half a percent right now. Had a huge week last week, up almost 8% on the week. Um, what would you do with that? I mean, uh, well, I think oil, I think oil is stabilizing. Um, so there's, here's the problem. The problem, the problem is if it were to open down tomorrow morning too much, um, then it, it could just have that discount and kind of stabilize and you would still lose money if you were trading like from the open to the close. Mm -hmm. If it was to open up, as like a follow through from last week and everybody's going, wow, oil has been so strong. I got to get in and it opens up. Then I would be comfortable shorting it because I think it's moving into a more stable phase now. I think it's had I think it's had the majority of its run. Very good. But I mean, if you're trading open to close or, or any, you know, something you want to do intraday like that, your starting point is really important. Right. Uh huh. In order to make money, you have to start at a premium with the oil shorts or or whatever. Okay. Yeah. All, all right. right. We'll call it quits. Um, yes. Thanks for uh, you know being available and um, have a good trading week. All right. Good luck. Thanks.